Here's a novel and revolutionary concept that the Pirates engaged in today. They had one of their best players, and they kept him. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you don't believe me, hey, I've got a lower third to prove it. There it is. If you're watching the video, you can call me Sully. I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now, and I am now in my fifth full season here as a member of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter or on Instagram. I am your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. So a big drama that was happening throughout a lot of the offseason was the fate of the Pirates outfielder who was basically just assumed that he was going to be packed off, and that was Brian Reynolds. Now, the Pirates were bad last year. They were real bad last year. And Brian Reynolds, who was hoping to be, you know, the, the team was hoping he could be part of a rebuild on this squad with Cruz and, and Hayes and some of the other players who are coming up. But he is, and he's had some, you know, he had a fine season last year, he led the league in triples in 2021, has been an all-star. Uh, he's still in his 20s. And he took a look around and said, no, uh, I want out. He didn't see the Pirates as being a good team. And the Pirates, who have been notoriously cheap for generations, just imagine if they ponied up a little bit of money in the early 1990s. Barry Bonds would have been a pirate for life. I digress. And this is also a team that since 1992 has had three trips to the postseason and barely any winning seasons. So, yeah, I, I can understand how he would say, hey, uh, maybe I should play my prime elsewhere. Well, now look up. And the Pirates are, at least of this recording, they're in first place. We'll get to their game with L.A. a little bit later in the podcast. And Reynolds, who's on the bereavement list right now, uh, is having a fine season. And the Pirates look really good. And it kind of threw a, a, a wrench into the whole, are they going to trade him? Are they not going to trade him? Are they going to trade him? Not going to trade him? And then it was announced today. And I have to admit, uh, Ethan Smith of Lockdown Pirates, go listen to his show and, and hear uh, more of the details of it. But I was really pleased that Brian Reynolds was assigned to an eight-year extension, 106 million tomatoes for Brian Reynolds. Now, and he is basically going to play his entire prime with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, I, I, here's, a, here's a couple of reasons why I really like this. First of all, I like it when star players stay with their teams. And I like it that you know the whole notion of the big market teams just swallow up all the players and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I like that that's not happening right now in Pittsburgh, that they're trying to lock up some of their players. They're trying to take a look around and say like, hey, we have, uh, we're trying to keep 
you know, O'Neill Cruz, we're trying to keep Brian Hayes. We're trying to put together this team that right now has shot out of the gate. Now, are they going to be a real pennant contender? I don't know, but the best way to become, and I've said this a bunch of times, the best way to become a pennant contender is to get out of the gate fast and to take advantage of some of the teams that are slumping. Now, as of this recording, I'm recording this on the night of the 25th of April 2023. It's probably going to drop on the morning of the 26th. The Pirates have a one-game lead over the Brewers, who lost uh, to Detroit. Uh, the Cubs somehow still have a winning season. I don't understand how that's happening. And dead, you know, th- with the Reds taking in a couple of games from the Texas Rangers, and we'll get into that ramification in the AL West, the Cardinals have kind of sort of stumbled out of the gate. And we've seen that, you know, I, I joked that the Cardinals were the only team that were trying going into the season. Well, the Giants had a big walk-off victory against the Cardinals. You know, a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth to win that game, which means the Cardinals are still stumbling and bumbling. They don't look very good, the one team that was supposed to be a contender. So when you have a Pirates team jumping out ahead and saying, hey, uh, we'll take advantage of the Cardinals' mishaps. We'll jump ahead of that. And then this is why beyond just you're keeping a star player for his entire uh, prime, could Reynolds got more, could he have a bigger contract if he went by free agency? Maybe, but he probably would have been like 29 or 30 when he became a free agent. And teams are a little gun shy about giving long-term deals with players with the first number of their age is a three, especially since the PED era is over. So, Good for the Pirates for getting a contract that seemed to be a market contract, a solid contract, and good for Reynolds for becoming a multimillionaire, and good for both of them. And you know what? I don't often say this, but good to the owner, Bob Nutting, who has a horrible reputation for keeping players and keeping things together and putting a competitive product on the field, for saying, yeah, let's put a competitive product on the field. Let's keep it. And one thing that, you know, there, there's there's probably a, I, again, despite the rumors, I've never been a Major League Baseball player. But there must be something to a clubhouse looking up and saying, oh, my God, management has our back. Oh, my God, we're not going to have to do the whole, well, if we get into a little bit of a slump, they're going to trade away. They're going to trade away Brian Reynolds, and it's and you'll never get the. I mean, unless you pull off a swindle of a trade, you'll almost inevitably not get the players you want back from because teams have gotten smarter. For the most part, they don't trade away high yield players from their farm system because they're trying to hoard them. Teams try to hoard them; they they're valuable chips. And Reynolds, who would probably be a great fit on several teams that need a bat. I mean, look at the, I mean, God's sakes, look at the Yankees' bats are completely dead right now. I'll talk about that game in just a little bit because of an interesting factoid about them. But for the Pirates to look up and say, huh, the Cardinals are bumbling and stumbling, 
and they got out of the gate. The, the Cardinals got out of the gate looking bad. Do I think the, are the Cardinals still a very talented team? Yes. Do I still think that the Reds and the Cubs are flawed teams? Yes. But the Brewers are showing they could be a pretty good team despite their losses. And the Pirates are coming up and saying, hey, why not us? And now they look up and they say, and our ownership is behind us. That's a pretty good feeling. That must be a sensation if you're on the Pirates to say, okay, all right. April, check. Let's move it on to May. The first checkpoint of the season, I personally think, the first realistic checkpoint is Memorial Day, which is about a month from now. So the Pirates have started the season. You know, uh, April's going to be over in a few days. Then we'll be into May. Once you get to Memorial Day, that's really the first time you can look around and say, okay, we got a we got a sample size of a couple of months. Who are we and are we contenders? And the Pirates have removed the cloud of tension of Reynolds. And they also are going to make a very big, you know, when you know that Reynolds is now under control for the next bunch of years. You know Hayes is still under control for the next bunch of years. You know O'Neill Cruz is under control. You know some of these players are in control for the next bunch of years. They are going to bring in another player this summer because they have the number one pick in the draft. And it's probably going to be this kid, uh, Dylan Cruz, who's an outfielder from Louisiana State University. But they can pick anyone they want. And he seems to be, at least, you know, from... Uh, the Callis and Mayo and all the people who are the big uh, prospect uh, um, writers and and we'll talk. We'll, we should probably go on and and to go be a guest on Locked On MLB Prospects to talk about this as well. But Dylan Cruz is looks like he is going to be the number one pick overall, and he is a very high ceiling college outfielder. And Reynolds is now entrenched in there as an outfielder and if the pirates take it to the next level reynolds is still going to be there in the outfield and cruz who will probably be their first round pick will be on the team at some point and it's just sort of you get a chance if you have that number one pick overall and you're going to put him into a team that seems to be on the right side of potential contention it's exciting time to be a Pittsburgh Pirate fan. Now, they wet the bed today. They did indeed wet the bed because they had a big lead against Los Angeles and Taylor and company got a big home run and the Dodgers wound up winning the game. So that was that was a bit of a kick in the clackers at that point. But the fact of the matter is you've removed the stigma of, oh, God, another star is going to be traded. And here we are. So good for the Pirates, good for Nutting, good for Reynolds, good for everyone involved is a winner on that, especially Pirate fans. You can invest your time and emotion in Reynolds. And it's a good risk, even if he doesn't pan out. Because maybe just psychologically, it's the sort of thing that will help the Pirates turn things around. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to talk a little bit about our new sponsor that we have right here. I'm very excited to talk about So Rare. 
It's a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 teams. And unlike fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. And guess what? So Rare has partnered with MLB All-Stars, Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez, who's off to a really good start, by the way, to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in So Rare's current brand campaign and will engage with the So Rare community throughout the season at Major League Baseball events. Now, these game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three- to four-day cycle. At the end of game weeks, so rare MLB managers who rank near or at the top of their leaderboards can win a, a real variety of rewards, which can include so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jersey, and VIP experiences, including meeting Major League Baseball stars. Prizes depend on the competition. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's S-O-R-A-R-E.com, to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. The major league season has a funny way of sort of righting wrongs and fixing, you know, 162 games is in, it's, it's a miracle sample size because we see that sometimes if a team gets off to a bad start, the really good teams tend to get to the end and the teams that sometimes sprint at the beginning can peter off. I would love to see the Pittsburgh Pirates be a surprise team and go all the way to the playoffs. And we see surprise teams every year. Nobody saw the Phillies going to the World Series last year. But a lot of times the teams you expect, the, the really talented teams, tend to be the teams that survive. And we're starting to see this is what happens when you, know, you can't get too discouraged by a, you know, by a mediocre start because eventually things even out. Some people were panicking, and some people even were writing to me on the YouTube page, on Twitter, should the people be worried about what's happening with Houston? No. No. Yeah, they got off to a bit of a clunky start, but here we are, even with Clunk Central, they are, and, and they're not off, I mean, look, they're only a few games above 500, but you know what? They're riding the ship, and they're, you know, they're only two games behind Texas, with a great start that Texas had, and the clunky start that the Astros had you there is a real scenario that despite all that the Astros will be in first place before we hit May 
And you saw, I mean, they're a quality team. They went to Tampa Bay, and for the first time all year, Tampa Bay lost a home game. They won their first 14 games, including a game against Houston last night. But now, boom, Houston won the game. Uh, they won decisively. And uh, and things things will even out. You know, and it, you know, there, we will get to a point where the Rays at one point will have a clunky week because, you know, they've won. They've won 20 of their first 24 games. You can't win at that clip. You know, Garcia played, you know, pitched well, shut down the Rays. You know, Jolks and Jeremy Pena got big hits. Next thing you know, it happens. And what we saw, you know, what we saw today with Los Angeles, you know, the the great euphoric news of Reynolds is sticking around Pittsburgh. They're playing in Pittsburgh. And next thing you know, the, the, you know, Dodgers get a, th- a three-run home run. or was a three- or two-run home run. It was a, it was a multi-run home run by Taylor. And next thing you know, with all the, I mean, all the bad things happening with the Dodgers at the beginning of the year, guess where they are right now? They're in first place by themselves. Yeah, again, with, with many, many months to go, but this is what happens. The Dodgers are an elite team. Even if they get off to a clunk start, baseball has a wonderful way of evening things out. The teams you expect to win tend to be there. There, there are always going to be exceptions. But nobody thought like the, the Dodgers or the Astros were going to have bad years this year. So they got off to a, you know, a, a clunkerino out of the gate. Dodgers are, the Dodger fans can already start looking at their magic number at this point. And the Astros can have the uh, Texas Rangers in their sights. And remember, I got all over the Angels, who, by the way, did win. At one point, the A's cut it to one run. And they're like, you're really going to do it, Angels? Really? You're really going to? You're really going to lose a, another dumb game. Well, the Reds have lost a couple of dumb games to Cincinnati. Sorry, Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds with the, the Reds stink. But, you know, the Rangers were up 6 nothing. They were up 6-1 going into the eighth. And then what happened? The Reds scored six runs in the eighth inning. Uh, and it was... Uh, you know, Jonathan India got a big hit. Jake Fraley got a big hit. Uh, I think Senzel. I mean, it was it was a it was a mess for the Rangers. A dumb loss, and there was a and it's a couple of dumb losses they've had to Cincinnati. Houston takes advantage of it. Baseball has a great sense of being an equalizer, and you know the teams that you expect to be really good. You know, Tampa is a. Tampa's had an exceptional start to the year. And I thought they were going to be a playoff team because they made the playoffs last year despite being totally injured. They're playing at an 830, is it an, yeah, an 833 clip. Do you really think they're going to keep playing at an 833 clip? They're probably not going to finish with a 700 clip, which means at one point they are going to drop 133 points in their winning percentage. Don't panic. If you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a book that also, like baseball, respects the number 42, God bless you if you get that reference. Here's the deal. Baseball has its ebbs. Baseball has its flows. And sometimes you can judge what a team is. That 
didn't even come with even a, a, a hundred yards of being grammatically correct. I don't think it. If it was, it sounds weird. But there's a team that I'm going to take you a quick peek at with a pretty decent sample size and say, hmm, there may be some cause for alarm. And I swear it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a native New Englander. But I got to tell you, it is hard to put together these teams. Being a general manager is hard. And I've always pretended to be one ever since I was a kid playing with all sorts of different games. But no game is better than ultimate pro baseball GM. Now, look, it, it's the coolest game I've played in a long time. I, I've played all sorts of games growing up. Digital Diamond, Pursue the Pennant, Hardball, all these different things. This is the best way to do it. I built my team, the Honolulu Waves, who, by the way, are now on a three-game winning streak. Let's go, Waves. This game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you are responsible for hiring the coaches, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing through difficult personalities and injuries, and navigating your franchise through free agency, through all the ups and downs of a season. In a challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Pro Baseball GM is completely free, playable offline, play on the go, play during a Zoom meeting. I don't care when you play, just play it. Locked on MLB listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up at the App Store. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Okay, I'm going to just say something right now. And I, it, I just found it very interesting that the Yankees, for the first time since 2001, the first time since they were the three-time defending World Series champions, and the first year that Mike Mussina was on the Yankees, the first time since then, they lost the season series to the Minnesota Twins. They lost the season series. Now, granted, it's weird that the season series is already over, but the Yankees have beaten the Twins like a pinata for decades, and not just in the regular season. As I said, they've, the Twins haven't won a season series against New York since 2001, but they lost to the Yankees in the 03 playoffs, the 04 playoffs, the 09 playoffs, the 2010 playoffs, and the uh, was it yeah the 20 uh, the 2017 playoffs, sweeping them in most of those cases. The Yankees have the Twins number, and yet the Twins have played the Yankees well. Thank you very much, including a game where Joe Ryan absolutely dominated them. The Yankees got off to an early lead, uh, but the you know the Twins. Led by um, led by Buxton, managed to get a hold of Cortez. Uh, Ryan won his fifth decision. Twins won. You know, it's six to two is the final. It was actually closer than that. The Twins pulled away uh, in the sixth inning. It was actually a good game until the Twins pulled away. But the minute the Twins pulled away, you got the sense that the game was over. The Yankees bats are dead. And if you listen to Stacy Gatsoulias and Locked On Yankees, they would talk about the fact that they they're just you know. The, the pitching actually hasn't been bad for the Yankees. The starting pitching hasn't been terrible, although they definitely need Carlos Rodon back. But oddly, their bats, you know, Judge, 
a judge has been in a slump and Stanton's not there. And, you know, you're having, you know, you're leading off with Volpe. Volpe is getting the most played appearances on the team. It is a vulnerable squad. And I want to just bring this one stat up here. On July 8th of last year, the Yankees were 61 and 23. 61 and 23. That's nearly 40 games above 500. Now, and keep that in mind when we talk about the Rays, who are just just putting up astronomical win totals right now. It's good to build up that reserve. The Yankees built up that reserve last year, and they are, you know, they've they needed every bit of it. Because July 8th, they're 61 and 23. Since then, not including the postseason, but I guess if you know if you include you know, well, I'll do this in a second. The regular season through the end of 2022 and the first uh couple of dozen games of this year, the Yankees have played a hundred and two games in the regular season. And they are exactly 51 and 51. That's a 102-game sample size. Now, if you add in the postseason, they played the, the first round against the Cleveland Indians. They won three games, and they lost two. So that's, that's raising it to uh, 54 and 52. But if you include the ALCS, they are 54 and 56. So if you include the postseason, since that day, there are two games under 500. And that is a 110-game sample size. That's not, oh, just one month. That is a majority of a season that they've been the definition of mediocrity. Now, there was the illusion because they wound up winning 99 games because they got off that fantastic start. But you can look at this 110-game sample size and say, wait a minute. You take away that great start, they're mediocre and extremely vulnerable to a good team. They nearly lost in the division series. But it demonstrated the importance of building up that big lead because they won the division with seven games to spare. They won 99 games, and and they had a wonderful season until they got shellacked by Houston in the ALCS. And Houston was the better team. But now you look at them in this season, and they're, they're just a team. And the teams they used to beat like a drum, like the Minnesota Twins, are looking at them and saying, yeah, we could, we could take them. Yeah, they've had injuries, but every team has injuries. What team hasn't had some major significant injury at this point? And so the Yankees, who I think are better than a 500 team, I do. And I think when they're in full strength, they'll be a legitimate pennant contender. But right now, you have a 110-game sample size that shows there's nothing that special about them. And evidently, their aura over the Minnesota Twins is gone because, hey, they beat them this year. Granted, it's early, but that's all we're going to get with them. So the Yankees need to turn some things around. They need to find some sort of jolt in that starting rotation, 
get Rodon back or something, not have to give Clark Schmidt enough starts, and then maybe see if Aaron Judge can pick things up. But one thing I know is I'm going to pick things up and put them down right here. So we're going to be doing baseball podcasts all year long. We're going to have some fun while we're doing it. And if you're listening to the show every day, do me a favor. Go on to the Twitter and post the hashtag EverydaySully. And let me know if you, not just EverydaySully, but let me know what you think about the show. Let me know what you think works. And let me know what you would like to hear differently or different kinds of shows you'd want to have. I'm open for ideas. I'm open for listening what to do. But either way, thanks for listening. You can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I am your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Praising the Pirates for doing what's right and reminding everyone the ebbs and flows of the season. It all evens out. This has been Locked On MLB for the 26th day of April, 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.